Hello guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley. Why is that so weird? Sorry. Here we go, that's better. Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley. And joined with me today are two guys from Halls. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Um, sure. Um, my name's Abigail Molinar. I am the painting specialist at Halls Auctioneers. And I'm Marianne Linnikamobili, and I'm the jewellery and silver specialist at Halls. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, I've been wanting to speak to, to Halls for, for a while. We met at the, um, at the flower show, um, just wandering around, uh, giving up my card. Do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of the thing I do. Um, but it's, it never happened. Um, are we, are, as a show, I want to introduce um, the biscuit to some of the older companies in Shrewsbury that stood the test of time, you know. And from what I was speaking to uh, with, with Megan from, Mall, uh, from Halls, should I say, um, that... Uh, that place has been a number of different things throughout the years and obviously one of them is, tr- is trading uh, paintings In wine fine arts, fine arts yeah. yeah so um, how did you guys get into this obviously university I guess and you- yeah well for for myself um, went to uni um, graduated didn't quite know what to do actually did some work experience at halls and then had to find a job that paid money, of course. Uh, worked for a year in Bridge North uh, just for a printing company. And then, as luck would have it, I saw a role came up at Halls. I went for it and I got it. And that was, yeah, over 10 years ago now. So I've been there ever since. And that, yeah. that's how I got into it anyway. But yeah, and I've um, only joined about 18 months ago. Um, so I've been through university as well, actually studying archaeology. Um, and I'm still finishing my PhD off at the moment, so I'm in my write-up. And I've um, been working in museums and, and galleries, but then wanted a bit of a change of scene. I wrote to Halls about 18 months ago to see if I could come in and, and see what the, the business was about. And um, a role came up, and I joined to start doing the modern contemporary art. Because um, um, I was talking to, I, don't, I hope she doesn't mind mentioning her, but Megan, I was speaking to her, and she was saying Halls is a, a unique company because... There are so many people that have been there for like 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a role to open up for yourself must have been felt like lucky, you know? Uh, I think what Halls are quite good at is building up um, a good team of new young blood as well. So our yeah. team is, is very fresh and new mm-hmm. and we're constantly yeah. looking to grow and add more people in yeah. and it gets under your skin, the business, doesn't it? Yeah. So once you join, you tend to stay. Like Marianne's been here for... A decade, yes, um, yeah. and they really foster you and, and work on your development. So fantastic! Um, and you're saying you study in archaeology, which is yeah. fantastic because we were up at the castle a few weeks ago. They're doing oh, the, the dig, dig. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I was so amazed to see everything going on. Um, Nigel Baker is an amazing guy. Uh, speaking to him and uh, just watching it all, just being around it, um, yeah. it just seems it's yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, but like. I haven't studied archaeology. I don't know if about it. I watched a few episodes of Time Team. So standing there and being like, I finding the questions to ask. Do you know what I mean? Without looking yeah. like a complete dumb guy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's brilliant to see though. Um, it is really have you been up there to have a look? Um, um, not this season, hmm. but I've seen previous seasons. I used to work sometimes with the Shropshire Museum Service. So oh, cool. um, things that they would dig up, I'd quite often go down and identify bits from the stores. And, and I did some work for the Ludlow Museum resource center with their roman objects and things so it is great you know you can find the smallest piece that could be completely changing the narrative you know and um taking bits and pieces from the ground and building up a whole picture of what happened in the past from that and those are really applicable skills to auctioneering Mm -hmm. because you can have a painting walk through the door that you know absolutely nothing about and you've just got to go off what you see in front of you Mm -hmm. research and then build up a narrative around Mm -hmm. that painting so it 
it's all applicable skills um it's yeah. different time periods i suppose yeah especially with, you know archaeology they're the clues of the past so when you, somebody comes to you i guess with something and they say it's authentic it may yeah. have like um and a clues to say that it might not be and you have the skill set to be able to sorry identify that maybe I yeah i mean we have that quite a lot i'm quite excited actually in the in the modern contemporary sale we have in october we had two um prints that came in and they were initially thought to just be reproductions the the owner didn't really know what they had um, we did some research on them, and I started getting quite excited <laughs> once I took the frame off because it looked like it was signed by Picasso. And so we um, did some more research. We've been down to the British Museum to compare them against their prints, and we do think that they're genuine prints um, signed wow. by Picasso. So we've got two of those etchings entering into the modern contemporary sale from his so-called Vollard Suite, which is quite a, How quite fascinating. a well-known um, How series fascinating. of etchings. So we're, I'm very excited about those. Oh wow! Rightly so, as well. Um, I mean, so you do. We have this auction coming up, um, which is Wednesday the sixteenth. Yeah, next yeah. next week. Next yeah, week. Next week. Yeah. Um, because I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out for for Monday. So as you're listening to this in two days, you got this uh, this auction going on. <laughs> Can we talk about the auction? Uh, what, sure. What's going on there? Um, yeah, I mean. Abby's kindly bought a catalogue for you to peruse through, um, but it's um, it's one of our seasonal auctions. So we have uh, we have monthly auctions anyway uh, that are the first week of each month, but then four times a year we have what's called our specialist seasonal auction. So spring, summer, autumn, winter. This is our autumn one. They have an array of items. So it's from furniture and ceramics through to painting, silver and jewellery, and um, yeah, kind of nice pieces from each of those categories that they we put forward to sale uh, to sell and and hope for some great results for the vendors really but it's it's a nice a nice uh, sale i think and yeah. i know that one particular or a couple of particular pieces especially in the paintings department have a particular connection to to shrewsbury anyway so that's yeah, yeah we've had quite a few good collections from country houses in the area yeah. haven't we um Wow. And yeah, some of the paintings we've been working with Shrewsbury Museum um, to identify because um, they're big prospects of Shrewsbury in the 18th century. So they're really great historical records of the town, how it looked back then. And um, we think one of them is by an artist called John Bowen, who painted a lot of um, scenes of Shrewsbury. And in the Shrewsbury Museum collection, they've got several of his paintings on display. And the one that we are selling on Wednesday actually almost identically matches one that they have in their gallery um wow. and it, it's a it's and a it's great historical record really fascinating yeah. to see the difference as well i mean obviously a lot of changes over hundreds of years but you know the buildings that yeah. have popped up but also the buildings that are still there or have been altered in some way as yeah well. exactly i mean that there's quite a few very specific features in there that can give us quite an accurate date so for example old saint chad's being visible in in the prospect we've got um, some additions to the abbey that have now been demolished the old English bridge is still in the painting and things. So, wow. you know, it, it's a really fascinating, mm. fascinating piece. And the more you look at it, the more detail comes out. You know, every time I look at it, I spot something else in there that's, you know, catches your eye. Um, I mean, my, my favourite feature is that they, on the river, they've got some men hauling up a boat the wrong the wrong direction of, of, the, of the, the river. So they're pulling the it up by the ropes. It's really, really, really well been detailed. a tough job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's lovely. I love that because um, I've been learning a lot. I mean, I've just recorded some audio tours, historical audio tours around Shrewsbury. Oh, really? So we did one of um, St. Mary's. Um, we did one of the castle with Nigel Baker. Uh, we did um, 
uh, old Saint Chad's and um, Bare Steps and Medieval Shrewsbury yeah. around there uh, with Bibs Cameron. And when we did Old Saint Chad's, um, I was speaking to Maggie Love, who's amazing. She's I love her to pieces. And she was showing me some of the artwork that she's got, or some of the old pictures she got of Shrewsbury. And she was talking about the three spires. So you got yeah. you know um, Old Saint Chad's, Saint Mary's, um, and then uh, what's the other one? <laughs> St. Julian's? St. Julian's, there you go. And she was saying that in different pictures, they will have different heights. The, the, the yeah. churches, it depended on who... who on the, depending on the perspective. Yeah, the perspective, yeah. yeah. In fact, we've um, one of the other prospects we have is more of a capriccio, so it's like a fantastical vision of Shrewsbury. And they've mixed up the spires, so actually St. Julian's, they've put in the wrong position. Ah, okay. Um, so I don't know whether it was just aesthetically, they wanted to change it to make the make it flow a bit more in his painting or whether yeah. he just got it a bit wrong. Wow. Um, but that's that's quite fun. So how much work, I mean, you're saying you went all the way down, all the way down to the, the British Museum mm-hmm. to, to work out whether this was an original Picasso, the other one that yeah. you mentioned. So how much work goes into the, every picture that's given to you guys to make sure that it's, it's authentic? How long is it, hours? Uh, as long as effort, it takes, really. You know? It can vary, can't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to put anything in that we're not sure mm. of. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we try and dedicate as much time as we can. I mean, with the Picassos, it's obviously an extremely well-known name, so you, you absolutely don't want to get it wrong. So mm. we've had that since last mm-hmm. autumn, just to make sure. But obviously we had the lockdown, so it would have gone <laughs> probably gone into auction earlier than, yes, than yes, waiting till October. But um, yeah, we, we try and take as much time as we can dedicate to, to each painting, you know. Um, um, when you've got a Picasso attached to something, I guess it makes it, it makes it must make a lot of noise, you know, uh, for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Publicity. I mean, it's really exciting. It's a name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, but it's a worldwide thing, though, isn't it? There'll be people yeah. all around the world that probably want a, a slice of that pie, you know? Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of international bidders, actually. We, do. we have um, all our sales are broadcast online and people can bid from anywhere in the world. So we have bidders from Australia, <laughs> New Zealand, America. You know, it's, you can watch it, can't you, when you're watching it? You can watch it, it yeah. yeah. You can watch videos, listen to it live, so you can be sat, you know, in Australia and watching us as long as you obviously get up early enough in the morning, I presume, <laughs> or stay yeah. late at night. Um, yeah, so and, and that the Picasso will be in October, yeah. your, your specialist kind of modern art yeah. time sale. And really, it's when we hit the button on that sale, we'll know how much interest it's going to generate. Yeah. So you then get flooded with the requests mm. and condition reports yeah. and, and interest. It'll be really exciting that when, when Abbey Presses go to that sale, see, you know, the interest yeah. that it generates. But, you know, we are, although we're a regional auction house, we are seeing quite big names coming yeah. through. I mean, last year, again, another interesting one to research, I had... Um, what was thought to be a lithograph print come in from Graham Sutherland and went again, took it out of the frame, did some research on it and we found out that it was actually um, a watercolour study from one of his biggest pre-war paintings that's in the Ulster Museum. I think it's called Gorse on a Sea Wall and that was a preparatory study for that so it was an original painting by him. Um, so that sold in the previous um, modern contemporary auction. Wow. So, you know, the, we are seeing some really big names coming through, actually. I've got Jacob Epstein and Edward Paolozzi in our fine sale in Wednesday. Um, and Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol photographs. Yeah. So that's quite exciting. I know that name. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of people know that Warhol, won't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fantastic. And obviously, you know, we're all, all our specialists are very passionate about their subjects. So mm. we're all massive nerds. I imagine so. Um, I imagine so. so. When it comes to something yeah. that's worth tens of thousands, possibly more uh you've got to put the work in because you don't want to yeah. you know it's your reputation isn't it at the end of the day exactly yeah. you don't want to um take a guess and just throw it out yeah. you know can i ask a really strange question right okay so when okay. it comes to modern contemporary art 
you know, uh, that can mean anything, right? It can be, um, what's that? How do you tell whether something, if something is just a, um, a blob of polystyrene, a plasticine <laughs> just thrown against a board and nothing, you know what I mean? How do you tell whether something's value there you go that's I'll the throw way. this to Abby it's her, yeah, her expertise because, <laughs> that's the question isn't it because there's a lot of yeah. people are like oh I could just do that I could just, <laughs> I could just like spray paint on a, on a canvas but no it's a, it's a very popular thing yeah I mean um, oh, it's so subjective especially, exactly. and especially modern art you know, you could, I've been to an exhibition in Edinburgh um, not so long ago where it was just a coiled rope installation and if you're not if you don't know yeah. the artist's story or, or the meaning behind it, it just looks like a piece of rope on the floor. And there's a very famous case in the Tate not so long ago where the cleaners actually cleaned up what was an exhibition. There's <laughs> um, a, a guy that a, ate the, the banana piece. as well, wasn't there? Yeah, a guy that ate the banana. So it's, it's so subjective. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think artists don't just throw these things out. There's so much meaning behind yes, them. And, of course, and yeah. um, you know so much work and thought that goes behind it but it is it is very difficult sometimes mm. and you know I get this question a lot but <laughs> I, I was gonna um, say yeah it's probably very popular I mean I I, I do I, we speak to a lot of artists we have yeah, we have yeah. and I, I totally understand that I'm, I'm always understanding of of p- the meaning behind art mm-hmm. you know uh, one of my favorite examples is um this is probably going to mean nothing to a lot of the people listening but one of my favorite tv shows was Daredevil uh, oh, on yeah. Netflix and Wilson Fisk would stare at the wall this one piece of wall yeah, and it would I love that show yeah, it was fantastic <laughs> And this piece of wall, he would just let him disappear, you know, mm-hmm. and he would just stare at it to calm himself yeah. down. And there's a scene where he's actually cut that piece of wall out and he's got it in his house. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Because like you said, art is subjective, right? You exactly. can look you can look at a few splashes of different colours and yeah. you can see de- you can see into it and it, can, it makes yeah. you you know, emote a certain mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. And I like that. I think yeah, beautiful. definitely. I mean but for pieces that I choose for my house, I like them to be challenging. And a lot of people come into my house and they, they don't want, they don't like them at all. And um, like I've got a very obscure print of pigs with shotguns for noses that is a particular favourite of people's that they really don't like. Um, but I really like art to be challenging and make me think about things. Yeah. So for me, for my personal choice, I don't like decorative things. So one of my favourite artists is actually Sharni Rees James. She, she only lives in Welshpool, actually. But her, I don't know whether it's her colour, the colours she she chooses or the way she, her compositions are just, they really get under my skin. I find them very difficult to look at. Um, they're very confrontational in many ways, but I really enjoy that's that powerful, about right? art. Mm. That's part of the experience for me. Yeah. That's why I, that's what I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but The emotional it, aspect of yeah, it, rather exactly. than just looking at it and thinking, that's a nice picture, it actually yeah. draws something out instead of yeah but I think every individual person mm. wants something different I totally feel that you know? I mean when I was younger we used to we studied started studying um, H.R. Geiger G- Giga Geiger I was struggling his name he drew all the alien concepts alien ships pen, fine pencil work it was just beautiful but mm. when I would look at that when I was a kid I'd feel lost sounds daft yeah. but it made me feel lost in space you know an alien ship away mm. from my family and it made me feel vulnerable uh, and I, I love that to this day, I love that. Yeah. Uh, one of my, one of my, um, I'm very lucky to have a friend called Eric Fluger, um, who's in Florida. How's it going, Eric? I thought you're going to listen to this show, but I love you. Um, <laughs> he's an amazing artist, absolutely fantastic. And at the moment, he's he drew the smaller version of it, but it's a, a visual representation, visual representation of the Force from Star Wars. Okay, yeah. it okay, literally yeah. explains yeah. what the Force is, but it takes some explaining. Each bit of this this painting. 
uh, has to be have a, some sort of guide from the guide from the border around all the stones. You got it explains where they're from, and a certain sort of swirl of light will mean something, you know. And he's had to make make it bigger. He's, he's literally spent months months like just finally doing this thing because it's about the size of this table he's doing it the same size it's just unbelievable it's i'm very lucky to have friends <laughs> like that um uh when it comes to jewelry mm-hmm. um coming to you um I, I do you get a lot of like um phonies or fakes uh, i know it's a, a negative question but i guess it does happen you can i mean not too often actually I mean, there are horrible occasions, and I can probably count on one hand in the 10 years that I've been there when somebody might have bought a, a piece of jewellery that they've either purchased or been given as a diamond, for example, and it doesn't turn out to be a diamond. Yes. Um, it might be a synthetic stone or um, a paste, a bit of glass or something. But no, that doesn't happen very often, which is which is good. So mm. it's always nice to be able to tell somebody that they have got what they thought they have. I like... Um Oh, there's, uh, was it was it um, years ago? I don't really watch TV, but I remember seeing it. It's Cash in the Attic, I think it was, mm. years ago, where they'd find this this amazing thing stowed away in the house somewhere, and all of a sudden it's worth crazy amounts. Have you had yeah. situations like that where people didn't realise what they actually had in their we hand? We had, um, I suppose, the most uh, that I've seen an increase from an estimate and, and f- uh, to the, the, what the piece realised and, and a vendor being completely amazed was uh, about six years ago or so maybe maybe longer um i went to a house and a lady had an amber bead necklace now amber there are there are whole hosts of different types of amber different qualities different grades uh but there is a certain type of amber that still makes good money but years ago was was making a little bit more which they call butterscotch amber and she had this bead necklace didn't think much of it she just presumed it was a bit of costume jewelry Mm -hmm. And I did some research and saw that the market had actually been creeping up and creeping up, analysed the size of the beads, weighed them, and I put an estimate of three to 5,000 on them, which she was gobsmacked about. Uh, and I said, look, I, I think they're, think they're, they're going to do well. Let, let's try them at three to 5,000. And in fact, a few of my colleagues at the time as well thought I was crazy. Uh, and it ended up selling for £22,000, wow. which was a shock to me as well. And it was a, I think it was a shock to... Um, uh, to even some of the other, you know, a few other auction houses rang up and said, what was it about that? Uh, and then following that, we had one other string that then somebody offered that made 13,000. I think it was a bubble that then burst. A lot of amber came onto the market and prices seemed so to, it became you know, the, the uh, rave of the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that, that was great. You know, she was absolutely amazed Amazing. and very pleased, I think. so. When it comes to Shrewsbury or Shropshire, um, do you get lots of localised jewellery um, that, that's particular to this area? Not necessarily. Um, unlike pictures where you can have you have millions of artists out there, of course you have um, thousands of goldsmiths and silversmiths. Uh, a lot of the jewellery that, that I see is older. You mm-hmm. know, if you're buying new jewellery, it's probably because you're, you're wearing it and you're enjoying it and you then might pass mm-hmm. it down the generations to your family. So a lot of the jewellery that you see that comes through auction houses, although we do get modern jewellery, uh, is, is period jewellery from the Victorian era, the Edwardian era, Art Deco, where it's perhaps been passed down through the generations and it, it, it's got to the, perhaps the last generation or, or they might have two children that they can't divide this one piece of jewellery up to and <laughs> then need to sell it. it. Yeah. So usually what we see is, is jewellery with a bit of age to it rather than more modern pieces. I find that intriguing because um, 
jewelry has a story, doesn't it? You know, a wedding ring of a wedding, does, you know, yeah. engagement rings of a of a tragedy, or you know, the, these these yeah. bits of jewelry have, have seen been through time. Yeah, you know? they have a biography, don't they? They, they do, they yeah. do. And I I especially love. Um, it sounds a bit macabre, but you can get jewelry that mourning jewelry for example that's being given when somebody has passed away either mm-hmm. a child or a partner uh usually dating from the kind of late 18th early 19th century and it'll have engravings in you know mm-hmm. died on so and so date with a, with a year and a month and a day and it might have then locks of hair as well entwined in it and i just wow. i love that kind of jewelry um and memento mori jewelry you have jewelry that has um kind of carved uh depictions of skeletons and coffins and they were supposed to be worn by the wearer as a reminder of your own mortality um mm. and they're just fascinating and it's yeah it's great when things have got a story behind them but like you say it might be a wedding ring that's as plain as anything no engravings but you know that that's been cherished and and worn for maybe 70 or 80 years by somebody yeah um, yeah it's great it's, it's really amazing nice. and when it comes to the the auction what's like when you say you've got lots of period pieces is there any like really ancient bits that you're selling um what's the oldest bits you've got well, in this particular auction, we have a few, um, a couple of Georgian pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of early, well, George III, early early 19th century. Uh, we have sold earlier pieces. With, with jewellery, you tend to see a lot more of kind of 19th and 20th century yes. than, than much earlier, um, purely because it's been altered or, or destroyed in the past. You know, you might have had something that, it was a 17th or 18th century piece of jewellery and then in the 19th century it was then the stones were taken out and altered into something else so you don't tend to see as much early jewellery as you perhaps would other I suppose other things areas. like that should be in a museum anyway shouldn't they you know all these things exactly. are probably going to find in the castle we, you know yeah, yeah we do I have had um, people bring in very early pieces of jewellery uh, you know that's been dug up uh, in a field or, or something but I tend to say that the best thing to do is take it initially to the to the museum to have it assessed and looked at because they they know a lot more about it than I do yeah the fines liaison officer exactly they've got to go through all the right because wasn't wasn't there a guy that was or somebody that was jailed for finding coins and didn't declare it I can't Mm -hmm. mm. yeah Yeah. that would be so hard you know because when you're a kid you think buried treasure I'm going to be rich you know you find these coins there's a lot of processes that you have to go through to then finally sell it Mm. Um, which can be worth it you know if you've got a hoard or something like the, there was the Staffordshire Hall years, yeah. years ago, and uh, it can it takes a long time, but it can be worth it in the end if you go through the right channels. Um, well, I, I remember taking my little boy to the museum in Shrewsbury, and um, I'm, I'm a bit of an empath when I see things like you know these Roman mosaic floors. I'm just like I just want to picture myself being in this room, you know, surrounded by this amazing. Mosaic. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm like, look at this, Timmy. Look at this, Timmy. And he's just like. Coins, treasure. Like <laughs> you see, kids, Shiny. and yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um, let's talk about halls and and, and the um, actual auctions and how long they've been going. Do you guys know much about this? How long it's been going for? Because it's got to have been. I should know more than I probably do, uh, but I know that halls generally. It's a company that's you know it was eighteen. Um, 1845. Yeah, 1845. celebrating 175 yeah. years this year. Celebrating 175 years. Yes. And and obviously initially, um, I mean, Halls is a multifaceted company. We've got a livestock auction, the fine arts auctions, estate agents, rural professionals, commercial departments. So initially, Halls was was more kind of livestock and estate agency. Really, the fine art side of things, although it had been present 
prior to this it really only took off in the early 90s um with the introduction somebody took it over that had had worked at Sotheby's for years and he he really propelled it forward and then it's Mm -hmm. it's grown grown ever since but yeah generally halls as a as a brand has been going for many a year I think Meg was telling me that there's only one other company in Shropshire that's older I can't think mm. my, which one that might be. Probably Morris. Probably Morris. Shout out yeah. to Morris. Shout out <laughs> yeah. to them guys. You guys get on. Uh, <laughs> 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 but this is this is what I want to do. I want to find out about because you know we see businesses come and go all the time. You know, mm. you, uh, you know, Pride Hill's probably full of a million businesses that have turned up, yeah. gone out of business, and gone over the decades. You know, but, but like got to be adaptable i suppose yeah, you know yeah. change with the times yeah. and move with the times even auctioneers exactly. you know we've now got to you know be more amenable to, to bidding online and especially yeah. with covid at the moment yeah. most of our auctions you know uh, on wednesday is our first auction that we're going to do since covid with live bidding people with people in back room. in the room but previously we've been broadcasting it all online and trying to you know, adapt to the regulations mm-hmm. and the restrictions, and and keep moving, keep our business going. Keep going. Yes, yeah, so when you um, come, when it, when you think of the auction, is it going to be like your typical auction? You know, uh, people sat around and uh, blah, 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 blah. it'll be a lot quieter. We're going to have social distance seating, yes. maximum limited of amount. Yeah. So if you've got um, that paddle, you will be seen. So be careful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no scratching your nose. <laughs> um, but we're doing a lot of telephone bidding that's been booked up, yeah. mostly online bidding as well, and people can leave commission bids in advance. Well, can um, I have a look at the, the, um, the brochure? Well, yeah, so, sure. Can. Um, because I'd love to get an idea of sort of the range. Um, so you could do a lot online as well. There's lots of yeah. in, lots of feedback um, about the certain particular items. There's lots of in, what's the most exciting thing you're, you're selling? Ooh. Well, I mean, I, I've got. Uh, it's a single stone diamond ring it is what it is but we've got a few phone bids on that we've got it it's a, a four character in at six to eight thousand that i know has got generated interest already but there will be other pieces of jewelry that also you know the, the phone bids get booked up for lots of nice opals lots of abby likes an opal yeah lots of nice opal rings <laughs> hint hint <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, wow, for the yeah. pictures side, obviously the Shrewsbury prospects have been yeah. generating quite a buzz in the local area for its historical importance. Um, I've also got my favourite is a beautiful miniature of um, we believe to be an Ottoman Sultan, Selim the Third. So that's generating a, a, quite a lot of interest. Um, we don't quite often get um, Ottoman portraits in. What so, is, um, can I ask a bit more detail? What is it? Because I'm, 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 when it comes to things like this, I'm so intimidated. Not intimidated, <laughs> but I'm like, I know nothing about these things. Like, you know, what, what is that? Can I, so it's, it's a small here? miniature portrait. Okay. Um, and the artist was commissioned to create portraits of all the Ottoman rulers um, up until that time. But unfortunately, the Selim the Third, that that ruler that he was painting and commissioned by. He was actually deposed and imprisoned by a coup um, for being too liberal um, for their um, religion at the time. There he is on the page. That you're looking at. Wow. And um, so the the project was halted, and Selim was then uh, assassinated the following year. And it was only once his successor came to the throne and the project was picked up again under a later artist. So it's a really interesting <laughs> story. Um, you know, and I, that I love all getting helps pe- towards the the interest. I yeah, would exactly. I mean, um, there are a number of portraits of of this ruler that have been through auction and in art collections. So he's quite well painted. But, but he's a very a, interesting character. Such a fascinating story, though, behind yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, this is what I love. I really like getting interesting pieces in that have a story and you really investigate. Delving into yeah. It. Um, 
that's really fascinating because I I do try to cover a lot of uh, things of historical relevance, you know, and importance. Um, but I'm I'm not a historian or an archaeologist. But it's it's um, it's really fascinating finding out these stories about these things because, uh, like me saying, like I, I feel things for the for these paintings you know i get feelings for them um, so it's nice to yeah. find a bit of uh, back you know a bit of background on these mm. um what's um <laughs> what, what we're gonna say um for 10 for, for 10 years you've worked at halls mm-hmm. um what's the most fascinating thing that you've had come through um that you can remember or have you got uh, like a highlight reel <laughs> uh, well one of my one of my first i say first auctions i've been there about a year and um, we had a, an amazing auction. It was like a record-breaking one for the Horse Fine Arts Department, where we had some beautiful jewellery. We mm-hmm. had um, the highest. Uh, we had a, a painting of a of a horse um, by John Wooden. Uh, I don't remember too much about it, but I know that it was it made three hundred and twenty-six thousand, which was the house record, and I think it still is the house record actually for for Horse Fine Art. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. We, we were on the phones for about half an hour. On, uh, on this one particular lot, there were two phone bidders that really wanted it. And one of my colleagues had nipped out of the sale room to go and make a cup of tea. In, uh, like She had a moment between her live bidding and her next phone bid and came back and was surprised that we were still on the same lot. And I was on one of the phone bids and I think it was probably one of the first type of phone bids that I'd done as well when I was first training. It was very exciting. So that, that was real a real highlight, really. So that's the goal to chase. That's, that's, that's the goal. We need to, Abby, you need to find a painting worth more than 326,000. Set, set the challenge. Yeah, or a bit of jewellery. I could find hopefully a diamond worth more than that. <laughs> See, I know I don't know a, a very a great deal. All I've done is sit here and tell you guys what I don't know about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love art. But I went to to Callahan's across the road uh, to mm-hmm. have a look at the art, and um, I was I was looking for um, actually a chair I can borrow for a photograph. Uh, we we're going to photograph for some stuff from PR, um, but I was looking at the prices for some of the pictures, and I was just like. What? I had no idea, like 15,000, 25,000 for these, some of these pictures. I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, so I appreciate it now. I see this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell people details about the auction and how they can find out or how to take part. Do you want to go with that one? Or should I? So the auction obviously is on Wednesday the 16th. We are doing viewing, appointment only viewing. So if you want to come and see anything in it, uh, whether it be pictures, jewellery or ceramics, you can come and view it, but it's limited. We do our time slots. It's limited to 10 people per hour uh, and we just book you in. And then the sale itself. Yeah, it's the first sale since lockdown that we're having people that can bid in the room. So if you do see something you like, you can book to, to bid in the room we're limiting limiting that to 20 in a room at a time and um yeah you can have, but there's bidding in other ways as abby said before you can leave bids on commission which is like a, a an absentee bid so to speak you can bid via the phone or you can bid online in the comfort of your own yeah, your own home and, and watch us watch us the whole day online yeah. from, have it on from in the computer. background yeah <laughs> that's interesting because uh, obviously we're locked down things have things have been complicated for some people yeah but then technology has also helped people advance as well when it comes to yeah. auctions i imagine uh, the technology is the way to go i mean p- people probably really enjoy the, the buzz of the auction room i imagine there's yeah. a bit of electricity in the air you know it also makes it far more accessible to people doesn't it you know um, yeah. especially when we're growing up with a generation now that have grown up with online shopping as the norm yes and um, we have to adapt to that and actually, we're, I think we're the only auction house in Shropshire that are doing timed auctions now. So we've been doing that for 
this is our second year. Yeah, couple of years um, now. Running timed auctions. So those are exclusively run online, a similar sort of premise to eBay. So they're online for a few weeks. You can view it all online and also come and view the paintings or well, you've had a jewellery one we as well, a actually. Jewelry one, a jewellery yeah. um, timed auction. So all the things are on are available to view just as normal, but there's no live auction here. And so you can it, dip in and out of the sale, yeah. can't you? If it, it's online for two or three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you can kind of keep That's an eye on what your lot, if you're interested in what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And if you, you are out bids, you can put another bid on it, just like eBay, basically. And yeah. then there's a deadline that it, it gets sold. Speaking of eBay, I, I, I expected a resurgence of eBay during lockdown, but I haven't heard of You know, because like Skype and Zoom and all these things come up. <laughs> I was expecting eBay to be one of those things because people can't go out and shop. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't I'm know. glad you guys have got your own version of it. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is, I'm looking at the book now. There's so much more than jewelry and fine art mm-hmm, in here. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, there's a piano yeah, here. Pianos. We've got a car. The last lot of the yeah. sale is a Bentley. Really? Uh, in eight to twelve thousand, uh, it, it's and it's outside our sale room at the moment. People can come mm. and look at that and just look at look at the outside of it anyway without appointment. Yeah, uh, it, that'll be an exciting lot. I know we've got a few phone lines already booked on that as well. Yeah, well, that got, sounds fascinating. Yeah, um, and we've just had Alexander Clement join us again. He's our Asian yeah. art specialist, so that's going to be exciting as well yeah. get some more asian art in some good results we've had great results historically for asian art as well mm. things in the hundreds of thousands of pounds it's a, a good market so lots of exciting things are happening fantastic i really appreciate you guys coming to speak to me about this because um i i wouldn't know where to find out about these you know uh, <laughs> i'm slowly learning places to go to find things um you know when it comes to historical thing like especially doing these these voice tours that we just done i've learned a lot especially about who to speak to in the museum and who knows what they're talking about around Shrewsbury, basically, yeah. you know. So um, what's this you've brought here, this poster? Well, Meg, Meg, another shout out to Meg, sent me with uh, with this one. This was a, uh, I'm holding a newspaper in my hand, which was basically the Shropshire Star did a centenary edition um, of, of the newspaper, completely devoted, uh, this would have been in 1945, to Hall's Water Genome, which was what is now Hall's, basically a whole paper with a, uh, various uh, articles about people that worked wow. there our, our offices things that we were selling just to celebrate 100 years of halls so maybe in another 25 years we'll have a, a 200 years of halls <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a lot of buzz around the office we've been the 175th year is there is a lot going yeah, on I mean, I mean, we had a lot planned yeah, but, uh, yeah. but unfortunately because of covid uh, certain things had to be cancelled but uh, we might then pick pick up pick off where we left off maybe next year or or so but yeah and what's the busiest season for you guys is it christmas uh is it summer all the time isn't it maybe yeah we have monthly sales and quarterly sales so and time auctions auctions, there's always another deadline isn't there you you literally put one sale to bed and you've got another one that you're having to deal with at the same time as then selling the next auction so there's always something that it's always busy actually which is great like, we couldn't ask for anything it's a good more. problem to have it is a good problem yeah. to have <laughs> <laughs> um what do you i mean i imagine when you're when you're looking at jewelry when you're looking at art constantly um you go home and you just constantly see it. what do you do to wind down when you, i mean is this a passion for you is it something you can take home with you um you know what do you do to take your mind off I mean, I still enjoy watching kind of Antiques Roadshow and things, even though it's like a busman's holiday, some people say. So (laughs) Sunday night, Antiques Roadshow is always on. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Abby has probably got hundreds of books on pictures and Mm -hmm. paintings and artists. I've got books on silversmiths and jewellers and things. But 
you know, the usual thing when you wind down and you get home, have a glass of wine, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> rum and coke. <laughs> rum and, <Daiquiri>. coke. <laughs> yeah. and when it comes to like, uh, you know, the mysteries, like the Picasso, yeah. thing, you've got to try and find out, is that is that good? Is it something to get your, your teeth stuck into? Oh yeah, I love that. That's yeah. my favourite type of... And um, you will definitely spend time at home doing it as well. Yeah, you? I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously it's our passion isn't it you yes. know um, all our specialists are really passionate about their their departments and their work and you know we I personally I get so invested in in that the paintings and items that we bring in that I get really nervous on auction day as yeah. well you know I want to see them do well I get so disappointed if they don't or you know um you know it's part of that journey that you're invested also, in it for the, yeah, the, the owner exactly and we well get to the know the people that's... that own them and see where they go and we want them to, to to go to a good home and to do well and yeah I definitely take that home with me because mm-hmm. you do think about them you know when you go home but it's also a pleasure you know um, mm-hmm. always watching art films and going to galleries and yeah. um, you know I love also working with local artists contemporary artists so mm. you know we, I do a lot of that in my spare time as well you know um, so that, that's it's definitely a pleasure and yeah. I'm sure for you as well you yeah. know um, we def- definitely take that's it nice. home. That's nice. Getting all mushy. <laughs> when, <laughs> talking about uh, this is going to be really silly, and I'm really, I really, I apologise in advance. But talking about auctions for fine arts, I just think of the movie Bean. <laughs> Have you seen that film where he sneezes on uh, Whistler's and mother? And Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Is it no. Mr. Bean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Mr. Bean. Bean. It's like the movie. Uh, and he, what he does is he sneezes on the on the on the picture. He goes to clean it and he ruins this like millions of pounds worth of picture. <laughs> so to save the day, he gets a poster and like like sticks it to the frame with bubble gum and then puts like stuff on it to make it look like. The, um, <laughs> sorry, that's what. That's what <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Luckily, that hasn't happened yet. No, uh, no, no, no. You'd be able to tell though, wouldn't you, straight away? I guess if it's a poster or if it's the real thing. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was look, uh, examining a portrait yesterday, which is um, had a originally come from um, a big hall in Abergelly and it's a por- an ancestor portrait and I was looking at it and you can tell that it's been later overpainted by somebody um, so he's actually he looks much more luminous than he should <laughs> but also his names and dates have been cut out of another canvas and stuck on by the looks of it wow so yeah th- there's always a story to unpick in, a- in every piece fascinating yeah fascinating um well, we've got the details for the auction. I'm really excited for you guys. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that we can give you guys give you guys a voice. Thank um, you so much for having yeah, And really uh, to the listeners as well, if you if you're interested in just watching, because you know uh, these these kind of things are fascinating. I feel, um, especially if, if the Picasso thing goes up and just absolutely you know kills it. No, I think it's exciting. I'll have a look for the Picasso thing in here as oh, well. Oh, it's in the October yeah. sale. That one. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. it's coming out soon Um, you guys have been fantastic thank you so much for joining me is there any messages anything else you want to talk about um, while while you're here is there anything well if anybody wants to have if thinks they've got treasures or just wants to know what something's worth no obligation to sell we do do valuations still uh, in our offices they're appointment only though so if you do think you want to get something valued or want to know what something you've got's worth give us a call give the offices a call and um, we can usually either value things by pictures or like I said send we can book you in for an appointment Um, yeah Abby anything sad no I think I think you've got it yeah Yeah. if um we're always happy to speak to anybody and um or if you're interested in buying then yeah, you know to be put on our mailing list or anything or check out our website yeah 
You guys have been great to talk to. And I'm glad we broke the ice with halls as well, because I, wa- I want to talk <laughs> about actual halls, the history of halls as well at some point. So we'll have, we'll to, have to get Megan nice. for that one. Yeah. 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 So, Meg, if you're listening to this, uh, you, your time will come. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, listeners, uh, that, that was great. I hope you enjoyed that. I'd love to give you the opportunity to check out our website, which is www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our audio on the website if you're not into Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean, where we usually our audio um, and you can also get in touch with us from the website too if you want to come on the show uh, if you want to get involved with what we're doing here um, or if you've got any suggestions you can get in touch with us for the website thanks again guys for joining me I'm sorry for any dumb questions I've asked but I've really enjoyed speaking to you guys enjoyed it thank you very much guys Uh, peace out